0: Welcome to the WP SEO Show, brought to you by SEO Hive, your proactive white label SEO partner. The WP SEO Show is all about talking WordPress and SEO, from optimizations, structures, setups, and plugins, we explore how to make your WordPress website perform better in the search engines. Here are your hosts, Pete Everett and Jeff Patch. Hello
1: and welcome to this episode of the WP SEO show. I am your co-host Pete, and I'm joined by Mr. JP Jeffrey Patch, all the way from California. How are you doing, mate? Good, man. How are you? How are you? Yeah, it's it's all good. It's all good. It's uh we seem to have like a weekly weather check-in on this show. I know, it's right? becoming yeah. a kind of thing. And it's been cold today. And what's more, it's getting really dark. We're we're obviously in the northern hemisphere and we're like 4 weeks away yeah almost exactly 4 weeks away from the uh, shortest day and like sunset is now just before 4 p.m. so it's it's getting a bit uh, yeah could do with before, do with a bit more daylight
2: 4 p.m. that's so early and i know it's it you know it varies depending on where you live on in the globe but like 5 is is our you know winter fall when we have daylight savings time and i th- I know probably every other like show and podcast and bl- everything this time of year talks about it but i just want to say for the record i hate daylight savings time <laughs> now, <laughs> and okay. i used to hate it more when i when I commuted and stuff now i stay home i still hate it it's like i hate it
1: <laughs> so, so here's the thing are you classing this as daylight saving time or your summertime zone as daylight saving time
2: I am 42 years old. I have never gotten that straight. I don't know. (laughs) But, but this is the time I hate from fall to when it doesn't need to get dark so early. And when I commuted all the time, it was terrible because, you know, it's getting dark when you're driving home and the sun setting in your eyes, it just, it made everything more dangerous and, I always thought I always thought I was so smart by realizing, hey, you know, we would probably spend more if we if it was lighter, and we could go to the mall or whatever. And you know, I thought it would be good for the economy, but I, I have no idea. I just don't like it. It, just, it doesn't need to get dark so early. That's what it comes yeah. down to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: I I, I agree. Uh, the the only positive side for me is that we're now in the right time zone for the ski season, which uh, which is my happy place. So there um, there is
2: that. There, there's yeah. that man. Do I miss skiing? But it's it's gotten cold here at night. It's still been really nice during the day. But we got some rain yesterday, which was nice. And um, but no, it's uh you know it it this last week I was like venting about how dry and windy it was. Now I'm like, no, this is what I love about California. <laughs>
1: You see, I n- you never hear a British person say, yesterday we got some rain and it was nice. <laughs> we just have it every day. Anyway, that's the weekly weather check-in. Uh, so um, today, this week's podcast, we could have recorded this time last week because it's really about what we were all going through this time last week with the release of WordPress 6.4, which... If we're being perfectly honest, for as a rollout to a lot of client sites, wasn't the smoothest release that that's ever that's ever happened.
2: No, and that says a lot. Seeing as it wasn't that long ago that six came out, and that was like the, I almost wanted to liken it to the Y two K scare. That if you know if you're <laughs> if you're of that age, like when we approached Y two K, we thought everything was going to break. When we approached WordPress six, if was it a year, two and a half, whatever it was. Everybody was convinced everything was going to break and a lot of things did, but it wasn't nearly as bad as this last one for me or for us, at least. Absolutely. Well, speaking about Y2K, so when I was a kid, uh,
1: I was in secondary school. Uh, in the late 90s. And my parents got our first PC that ran Windows 95. And it was like, it was the family computer. It was in the corner of the dining room. We could only, you know, we could, uh, basically, if you were using it, the whole family could see you using it. We had, well, it probably took us another year or two before we got dial-up internet. Um, (laughs) And my mum hated that because that meant whenever I was online, she couldn't use the landline phone. And she didn't have a cell phone at the time. So it was like we were cutting off the house. And, uh, but we bought the reason I'm saying all this, the make of the computer was called a gateway 2000. And it was like, it was like, it was as tall as the table. I mean, it, this thing was huge and it <laughs> had this CRT monitor in front of it, but it was called gateway 2000 because they were apparently immune. They'd been, they'd been tinkered with in some way. So they were immune to the millennium bug. So you would be safe if you bought a gateway 2000 and my parents fell for that hook line and sinker
2: (laughs) that's quite the marketing uh scheme scam i don't know because i have kind of i've been a long time computer guy so what you're saying right there brings back so many memories like i was i think i was 13 (laughs) or 14 when i got my first computer and then quickly took it apart and broke everything and then learned how to fix it and it's been you know my life ever since but I even way back then I started building computers and whenever I would see the you know the gateways or the dells or whatever at, at the stores for <clears throat> exorbitant amounts of money I just rolled my eyes cuz I'm like it's gateways literally just some people that put the computer together it does. It's the same computer it, that Dell said. I mean, for the most part, no different. A different parts here and there, whatever. But like, I didn't understand why you are paying a premium for some company, and then and then I started supporting my parents, my aunt and uncle, and my grandparents and stuff, and I realized that's why you buy a computer so you get that eight hundred number to tell grandma to call. <laughs> yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. You know, so that was our family computer. Then my my first computer, the one that was like truly mine, was a compact laptop and uh all of my friends got desktops and then we'd uh but i got a laptop i don't really know why I, I, i'm sure there was a reason back then as to why but i i, I can't always remember now But yeah, I got a laptop and we used to go to network parties where we used to play computer games against each other. And they'd all, Mm -hmm. they'd all have like their parents turn up in their station wagon with like the, you know, the boot full of computer gear from, and they've had to like rip it all out the house. And I'd rock up on my bike with a laptop in my back and just plug in and be ready to go. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was, it it was quite a good laptop. It didn't, you know, we, we used to play things like Medal of Honor, and uh, which is now that fed into what's now the Call of Duty series, Um, Halo stuff like that, and uh, Doom. There was even a network version of Doom that we used to play.
2: And I've got a Doom story, but I feel like I probably don't need to spend more time talking about it right now. Okay, I'll tell my Doom show. If anybody wants the Doom story, leave a comment. Let me know because. I'm probably referring to on YouTube right now, but that's because I can reply and send you a link to another YouTube video. That's all I'll say. I'll leave it at that. We'll see if anybody actually listens and cares enough to, to be prompted to do that.
0: That's
1: amazing. (laughs) And if, if you do want that link, and you're listening to this in the audio version go and check out the youtube version at you forward slash youtube yeah. it'll send you straight on over to the channel and uh, yeah make sure while you're there you subscribe and tick that little bell notification icon thing so you know that when videos come live from us uh, over and on I our really channel.
2: don't want to exaggerate but I swear if it wasn't for doom I would not be sitting here right now on this podcast running this com- <laughs> running a company I swear and so we'll we'll, we'll get to that well there will be a story for another day but I'm excited <laughs>
1: maybe maybe we need to have like a uh, we need to set up like a side project of like a Doom a Doom forum where we could like play games against each other and, and that kind of that would be so cool.
2: I'm in, I'm in That's I'm awesome. they Doom released in it on the years. Xbox, I played it a couple of weeks ago, and it was just as good as it was three <laughs> years ago or whatever and I feel so bad for anybody aged like maybe 25 or 30 and younger right now and they're just going, what are these old dudes talking about? It's, yeah. yeah, Doom's so rubbish man <laughs> Anyway, look, hey, you want to talk about WordPress? Uh, if we must. Um, I mean, a, I know, I actually don't. <laughs> to be honest, I don't.
1: So, so, yeah, so this show is very much going to pick on the WordPress side of the WPSEO show as opposed to the SEO side of the WPSEO show. And some shows neatly mash the two together and, and they're like seamless, seamless nirvana. But this is very much going to be a WordPress show We're about the release of 6.4 which happened at the time of recording it happened 8 days ago and it's taken us this long to get over the release um get some level of confidence in it and then sort of go should we just record a show about this now yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's in all honesty how this time frame has has worked um so the first thing i want to say is this show is not the definitive guide to everything that is included in wordpress 6.4 but there are some broad brushstroke things that are quite cool, that are included in the update, that are good reasons to um, uh, to, to update. Yep. Um, and of course, we always recommend that you are running WordPress as up-to-date as it can be for security reasons. There are performance uh, reasons behind it as well. And of course, make sure all your plugins, etc., are up-to-date. However, Jeff, I, I know we've, we do have some notes about this show, but they, we're jumping around a little bit. But This is one of the problems, isn't it? Because when you get a big update like this, you know, when you went from like 6.3.5 to 6.3.6, and it's just a few minor tweaks here or there, you can fairly confidently know that most things are going to work. But when you get to a bigger release like this, or even a bigger release like 5 to 6, it's really difficult to know how to time your updates. Up uh, update schedule because if you update too early and the plugins haven't caught up it can cause just as much havoc as if you wait too late and then you've got vulnerabilities or other things that appear because you didn't up- upgrade in time
2: yeah there's several moving pieces and you know it's It's so hard to tell, like to say exactly what's going to happen. So you just kind of have to have the experience and know what can go wrong and what order and then how you're going to go back. Um, The (laughs) the 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 biggest one for this, I think. Well, actually, let me rewind a little bit. The point updates. So so it's like, you know, 6.0, that's a major, major one. Six point three, whatever to six point four. I guess you would call that a semi major one. But that one is going to introduce new features they are gonna change some of the core WordPress core code. The point beyond that, so 6.4.1, would be a bug fix or a security release or things like that. The yeah, a patch of some description. Yeah, that third, I don't know the right terminology, but that third, that one past that second decimal point, those are usually safe, like almost always. And in fact, I, re- I recommend doing those pretty much instantly because those are always usually fixing the problems that were just uncovered in the last update, or, you know what I mean, the things have kind of rolled out over the last few weeks. And sometimes it might just be, you know, a, compa- uh, a compatibility issue with another theme or plugin. But those, you know, point, point ones are usually totally safe and highly, highly recommended. These middle ones, like 6.4, it is a big release. It's super important. And, and I'm actually, like, from a WordPress nerd standpoint, super excited about it. There's a lot of cool little features that are continuing to evolve. But that's when the, the code base starts to change. And like you said, if you update a plugin first, that could have a problem with six point three point whatever. Um, if you update the WordPress fir- first, that could have a problem with the plugin. You did an update, so you're kind of sometimes damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I think in
1: all honesty, this was the this was part of the problem that we had on release day of six point four. So hang on, let's let's get back to plan right. What are the broad brushstroke stuff that is in 6.4? As I said, this isn't a definitive episode. This isn't, you know, please don't send us comments about, oh, well, you missed this. I forgot that's about not, that
2: one. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's not what this is about. But basically, the broad brushstrokes were, they brought out, with the update, they brought out next or oh, the, the next iteration of the theme, uh, 2024, which uh, it carries a whole load of new functionality in it. They've tried to make it a little more... I mean, in all honesty, I don't really know anybody that uses the base WordPress theme as their theme of choice if I very being rarely,
2: frank. but I'm kind of not against them anymore. They're not terrible. They're pretty no. good, actually. They, they're not going to give you the same flexibility you'll get with the types that like of themes that we're always using, you know give you that you know that are made for like a developer or, um, or you know an agency that needs to add various features. But like honestly, if I was a DIY blogger, I'd be totally fine with the new new theme. But the some so so that's that that was part of it.
1: They've then done certain things with the workflow in order to make navigating a little bit easier. and let's be honest, since the release of Gutenberg navigating the block editor, certain things haven't been as easy as they were in classic WordPress, and I still run certain websites where they have classic the classic editor plugin installed so it looks like old WordPress because certain things were just easier to do things like for example opening the permalink that in it's buried in a menu in but you know you've got to go to page then you've got to go to something else then it's within there you know (laughs) and then you've got to click on it so all of a sudden the thing that was just one click away because it was underneath the title bar in classic wordpress is now three clicks away and Anyway, they haven't moved that. I'm using that as an example of the the bad UI. They haven't moved that in six point four, but they have done certain things to improve the improve the workflow, which I haven't really dove into too much yet. But that that's one of the things I'm I'm really looking for things that are going to make Gutenberg nicer to use, because in my opinion, it it's a bit awful. Um, <laughs> personal opinion. Personal opinion.
2: I take it. Actually, personal like opinion because I have to admit I love it, and I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't <laughs> say that a couple years ago. But like,
1: Ooh, are we going to have our first falling out live on the okay. show?
2: That's all right, and I know it's going to lose me internet cred points that I don't use Classic Editor on things. But I actually love the Gutenberg editor, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I can see why people wouldn't, and that that is a good point. I never really thought about it, but that is one thing I've multiple times been like, I need to change the slug where is it again? And yeah, yeah. panels. So, you know, panels or tabs or however you kind of want to refer to them, things can get kind of buried in there. Um, it's, you know, once you know where it is, it's easy to find. But the other thing that I've noticed recently is it's not dead smack in my face anymore. Whereas before it was right there. And if you say you cloned a page, well, that would always use the original slug. And then if you cloned it, it would be like, you know, dash copy or dash two or something And now sometimes in the block editor, because it's in another panel, you don't see it and you save it. And you know, you just never even thought about the permalink and now it's funky. And you know, so I have, I have definitely run across that. And I just did that last week. Like literally just last week, I remember exactly doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know,
1: so they're, they're the kind of things that I'm, I'm looking forward to. They've, they've improved the way that you can use patterns or that you can import patterns. Um, there's there's a whole load of stuff that they've done in the back end that I
2: think that I think if I, if I be... could highlight something, sorry to talk over you there, but go for it. Part of that was the the list view that I find really helpful, especially on a longer page, because you know, especially if you're dragging like a row or a module off your screen. That's never easy. Like it, it as long as we've been using computers, it still has never it's it's not become easier. And you know, you move it down there and you have to let it scroll and all that. Well, if you if you load up the list view, it's kind of or an outline, it's on the left-hand side of your screen and it just looks like you know, like a Google Doc outline or something, and you can drag things there a lot easier. I find that really useful. The improvement they just added is you can see like thumbnails of things now. So you can see if there's an image in that row or that block and and various things because before you'd still have to kind of look at it and go what what is, what is that one you hover over it and you watch what highlights over here and you go oh okay that's the one well now they've made it a lot easier to identify quickly and it's just it's small things but it just makes using it so much easier and i do have to say actually the
1: that list view that is in the gutenberg uh, block editor that is by far one of the nicest list view things that i've views that i've come across the the, the oxygen one oxygen one was probably the first time i really started using that we we've instinctively used beaver builder in our agency since it started in 2016 so like i know beaver builder inside out and that
2: doesn't have a list view no yeah it does now it does now oh does it now okay cool it it shows you the last time i built a website (laughs) i know i know it's i was gonna say the same thing i I love beaver builder too. it's my page builder of choice but i i just not using page builders as much anymore yeah absolutely
1: um but uh Anyway, but the 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 oxygen one was kind of the first time I really had to start using that. And whilst it was it was great, it did it sort of did what it needed to do. It was really fiddly. Everything was really small, and if you, you you your page didn't have to be too long to for that list to kind of become unmanageable. And every time you added something, it just called it hashtag div, and so you had to go through and rename it all and this that and the other. So actually, the Gutenberg one in my opinion it has been like uh, it's it's been a massive leap forward in that so where i say i don't like it i'm not being completely downer i can see <laughs> pros to it i i just haven't gelled with it yet but yeah. then as i say i don't i don't build too many websites anymore you know i'm fortunate enough to have a team that do that and uh, you know my work is by far more strategy and seo implementation uh, and then doing like um digital strategy for for uh custom integrations and stuff like that so i don't have to do it anymore um but that's yeah that's where i'm uh that, that was that was a really good feature and I'm,
2: and I'm right there too except i also have the experience of watching clients break things day in and day out and i've just <laughs> so that's what the gutenberg is not perfect but it, it breaks they break it less that's what i've that's what I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish Gutenberg integrated with things like
1: ACF a bit better. I think that's uh, they haven't addressed that particularly in uh in here. Well it's not even ACF particularly, it's just custom fields in general. Um they seem always seem to be a bit like a kind of um f- forgotten thought or late addition. They're just stuck at the bottom and
2: so it's it's interesting you, know. you say that because now I'm realizing I don't know if um because I would disagree with that statement, and I'm—I so, don't mean to argue, like on our, like I'm arguing with you, but I don't. We've now together I'm thinking, for three and a half years,
1: and you choose now. You choose
2: now. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> I know exactly how to connect them to the custom fields, and I think it's kind of easy. But I don't know if that's added from the cadence blocks that we always use, or if it's default. Yes, number. that is from cadence. No, that is, is from okay. cadence. So that's because why on,
1: on our website, some of the some of the website building I have done has been on our website. Uh, in preparation for this very podcast. Well, not this particular episode, but the (laughs) launch of the podcast. And yes, that has uh, come from the cadence. You're right. Gutenberg
2: itself kind of sticks him at the bottom. Yeah, um, there's a dy- dynamic content connector that you can use, and it works. It works very similar if you've done it in Beaver Builder or Elementor or anything like that. But yeah, I've I've created some custom layouts like that and use that for custom fields for clients, and it's it's been pretty cool. But yeah, honestly, peeling back the curtain, I don't know if that's a default feature or if that is <laughs> something that you know we're paying for with Cadence Caden's Blocks Blow, uh, Pro, cadence Blocks Bro, yeah Pl- Pro, Bro Pro bro pro nice all right i'll stop Uh, interrupting you pete's gonna he's gonna kill me for interrupting him so many times not
1: not at all not at all because i'm the first one to admit that this this side of stuff isn't necessarily my immediate field of expertise i really enjoy it i really like knowing about it i like learning about it i like researching it but i don't always get the time to do it and i don't it's not the type of stuff that i naturally come to like i said earlier within my day-to-day work so i i have to make the time for it and that's why shows like this i i enjoy because it actually makes me stop and do some research and re-engage with the conversation which is um you know but this is very much your side of the table in terms of the expertise that we bring to this show
2: well it's it's fun i mean i wish i could just sit and play with these tools all day every day just for fun and never have to answer to anybody because that would just be like Nerd heaven right there, but...
1: Yeah, but that don't pay the bills. It doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> so, we... WordPress 6.4 was released last week. Uh, what went wrong? What went wrong? <laughs> that was exactly... You, you took the words right out of my mouth. Well, according to... So, what what then happened 24 hours later? WordPress then released 6.4.1... It took them a whole 24 hours to to patch this up. Um, And essentially that release kind of unpacked what had gone wrong with the initial one. Because we could see what the fixes were. And there was three of them. The first one was kind of nondescript. There was a typo in the code that does the uh, notifications inside the admin panel and if you'd seen one you'd notice there was no padding or anything around it it didn't break anything particularly it just didn't look right uh, so they fixed that and i mean I, obviously that was that was a crucial one that was yeah how did we get through those 24 hours with that issue
2: with, with so many plugins that add banners and advertisements i that one didn't even phase me i didn't even notice that that looked weird because there's always so much junk up there oh tell me about it tell me about it there's got to be a better way of sorting that anyway dismiss this uh, notification for 12 months it's back tomorrow.
1: <laughs> um then there was the two issues that really did cause issues and they were a backwards compatibility issue which essentially knocked some plugins out particularly plugins that hadn't updated from in the, kind of in the same time frame now it's important to note that when these you know 6.4 had been in beta for months and all of the plugin developers had known about this for months and they all had months in order to make their plugin compatible and they knew what the release date was so they could also release plugin updates on the same day and they didn't. Um, some of them didn't. Some of them didn't. Uh, but yeah, there was there was a backwards compatibility bug. Essentially, they'd removed a chunk of the code from the core like you were talking about earlier um, which meant that certain plugins couldn't do lookups Uh, properly from what I understand from reading the release notes. And that was causing the plugins to fail. That was the second issue. And the third issue, which is the one that we had the most fun with was, (laughs) was that there was uh, an issue that created a curl error or a CURL error. And and I always call it a curl. Yeah, I I do too.
2: But but now that you mention it, it probably is CURL. CURL. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, and this is the one that knocked off things like oxygen. Uh, Elementor had issues. The Stripe, um, I thought it was the Stripe API key uh, API, but it might actually have been the Stripe plugin that had issues, um, and actually made sites tank. And we had, I think I had thirty-five emails that day of oh, websites boy. that had issues that we had to circumnavigate um let me put it this way it was still going on i live in england jeff lives in california he's 8 hours behind me he's a full working day behind me and when he came to work and checked in on slack to see how we were doing i was still having issues really. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah so they they were essentially the three the three bugs the three issues that were caused but they had
2: big effects for they did lots well for, for some people they sure did especially the curl one and the performance issues that came with that mm-hmm. um because i was that evening i was in i was in the admin bar what's up kyle van dusen got to give you a shout out for our show hey right? <laughs> yeah i forgot
1: i forgot kyle
2: kyle was <laughs> get one disappointed last that he didn't get one last week yeah so
1: we needed. it we we definitely wanted to make sure that kyle van dusen from
2: the admin bar there you go we've both said it now <laughs> I know people probably think we're joking, but he literally did go. Hey, you guys can give me a shout out this week. <laughs> <laughs> he was joking, I'm sure. I, mean, I hope, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, never mind. We're not going. We're not going to psychoanalyze Kyle. Kyle right now. But we're we'll going to get hate time. mail with like
1: episode eleven stuck together from bits of paper newspapers because that's the show
2: that didn't feature his name. <laughs> Do you see the uh, one of his groups? Everybody showed up in their meeting and all dressed as him for Halloween. Did they? No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. That would be hilarious. It was so funny. I, I was <laughs> dying laughing when I saw that one. Anyway, the curl error. So anyway, that evening I was, on. I was in the Evan bar and there were like a few people, I'm sorry, I don't remember who exactly, but there were a few people in there that were like, Hey, I'm having all these like performance issues and I'm sitting there going, man, everything has been going perfectly for us. Like we're like 10 servers down, like everything's been going great. And we just weren't having those problems. So it turned out that the curl issue was uh, kind of more hosting related. I am mean, not about more because obviously the change was introduced by the WordPress update, but <clears throat> some hosts were using kind of an older version of the curl function on their servers. And if you don't know what that is, I'm going to leave it at that because I don't know how to explain it much better than that either, but it helps run things basically <laughs> automatically and all that stuff in the back. But they were well, using a very old version and it just was like crawling and just yeah. looping and the, the, the sites were just cr- coming to a, you know, a crawl, which is the opposite. They're supposed to be performance improvements, not degradation. So thankfully, the point one fixed that one pretty quick there, though. But yeah, it was, I you know, I felt so bad because there were people going, oh, I've got this problem, got that problem. And I'm going, nah, you guys are crazy. No, nah, you're wrong. <laughs> And then that totally came back and bit us in the butt.
1: <laughs> so, a Curl, which is pronounced Curl, C-U-R-L, pronounced Curl. I'm not going to take credit for this. This is on HubSpot who? blog. And what are the their Hub- credentials? HubSpot blog. We've now given them a shout out, too. I mean, that's going to change their life. Uh, but the, it's, it's, uh, it's essentially a command line process for transferring data between server and
2: uh, device. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Ninety nine point nine nine percent people don't have to pay attention to. It just no. happened to be the issue this time, and hosting people understand. But uh, fun times. So so that, so, that happened.
1: <laughs> that happened. We had we had a number of issues with backwards. Now I don't know whether this was backwards compatibility or whether this was the curl issue, but we did have some issues where some sites, if they had old versions of the twenty whatever themes installed. They were having issues there. If you removed the old versions of the twenty whatever, so you only had twenty twenty four, and maybe even your, you know your custom theme or whatever that was in even there, even though they
2: weren't in use yeah, or anything.
1: Even though they weren't in use, it Weird. killed the site. Weird. So just had to delete them all, apart from twenty twenty four. And uh, as I say, we don't we don't use that anyway, so it was not a problem to hit delete on. I could have deleted twenty twenty four if I wanted to, um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an issue. But that brought the site back to life and as i say i know that i i'm not 100 sure whether it was it which which pots either the backwards compatibility or the curl issue that that fell in but that issue was having uh was killing oxygen elementor some elementor modules had issues with it as well which may be a lot of our you know they're two of the page builders that a lot of our audience may use yeah. um so you you may know what uh what i'm talking about and if you do i hope you got it sorted and if you are just an oxygen user you don't use elementor at least you know that the elementor people were in the same boat with us and vice versa if you're the other way around
2: yeah um so yeah funny thing it's you know kind of one of those like long running i don't want to say jokes but we always talk about how often there's issues around elementor updates i started to notice that after elementor updates they have a thing in the background says are you experiencing problems (laughs) I don't
1: know what I don't know what's happened to Elementor. Elementor, not that long ago, Elementor was a good page builder. Um, I'm going to be controversial here and say that it it's slipped down the pecking order somewhat, um, in my opinion. Not that anybody at Elementor or WordPress cares about my opinion. I'm fully aware of that, so please yeah, don't write. They probably write do and tell not. Me. They probably don't care. Uh, but you know, we can talk about it anyway. We can talk about it anyway. But yeah, it's it's not the best. It's very bloated. It. I was talking to a client today. Actually, what what was happening today was I was introduced to the new marketing manager at a healthcare client that that we have, and they have a designer that had built their site. We've been working on it for probably six or eight months, but the work we've been doing, we were brought in to do was to build custom modules to fit into their Elementor site. And this guy, literally, he started on Monday. (laughs) It's now Thursday. By Thursday afternoon, he'd got budget approved to have the site rebuilt out of Elementor because it was taking him hours to do anything. He hates (laughs) it. Um, Now, I'm not quite that passionate about it, I, I, you know, we will work with it, but it, it's never been our tool of choice, and it just seems to be, yeah,
2: um, yeah. It's, it's not it's my a bit favorite entry
1: level for a page builder. I
2: think that's. I mean, my it's funny. So I kind of, I don't know. I, I we've used it a lot, a lot. We've built a lot less sites with Elementor than we have, say, Beaver Builder, Um and. I'd actually say Elementor has run really stable for us for the last couple of years, but back in the day, every update would just destroy the design. You'd have to clear <laughs> the cache, regenerate the CSS every time. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's not the end of the world, but like every update and, then, you know, gosh forbid that a client wouldn't go into in an update or if auto updates were turned on. You wouldn't even know that there was a problem because when you run it, we at least check. So we know, but if it happens behind the scenes, you know, or somebody else does it. Um, I see these posts, and this goes for, actually, this is going to be specific about a Beaver Builder post I saw recently, and I've seen it multiple times, but I think this could be applied to any of these page builders. And I saw somebody post in a Beaver Builder group, and they said, um, hey, when is Beaver Builder going to start adding some of these cool modules and features like are in Elementor and other things? It sounds like Beaver Builder is really behind with the times and myself and several other people were like I mean I don't think I chimed in but I remember reading it and going no 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 that's what makes beaver builder better <laughs> than these other ones is that yeah. it is not packed with all of those things and that's that's a problem with my complaint about elementor is they have put so many custom fancy modules and sliders and forms i mean they've got their own form thing in there which admittedly, I guess Cadence just did in blocks too. But I just think that's a bad idea. If you're not a form builder, don't try to make forms. Let the people that make forms day in and day out do the forms. Um, well, th- you know, this, all kinds yeah. of stuff.
1: And this is it, where, you, you know when you get, you know when you see a theme Forest theme installed on a website and it has a million and one things in, in there and you only need seven of them. Yep. Element is kind of that for the page builder world. And, you know, it's got all of these things in there. A lot of them don't work very well. It, you know, they, they work for the user they work. But I mean, from from an SEO point of view, from a page load point of view, from a speed point of view, they they don't work as well as they could do. And yeah, you'd be better off not having so many options or having fewer options that work better than more options that work worse, mm-hmm. if you see what I
2: mean. Yeah. Um, And then, but then you know, if you if you're somebody who is kind of just in that low tech DIY site and you're doing that, what I've seen happen so many times too, and I've actually seen a lot of developers do this too, is they'll they'll use say Elementor and they'll build something out, but the module options don't do exactly what they want to do. Maybe it doesn't animate in in a certain way, or it doesn't flip over or whatever. I don't know. So then they go and they add like a third party premium tool, sometimes free, sometimes paid, that add additional modules to Elementor. You've just added a whole other layer of complexity to the site, whole another layer of yeah. code that can and will break when updates happen. And so half the time when I'm when we're running into problems with Elementor sites, it's because, you know, these, of course, ones we inherited, people have just stacked all these essential add-ons, these bonus add-ons, Jetpack add-ons, and they got 10 different add-ons for Elementor. And I'm sure the same. I know the same thing could be happened or said for a lot of the other page builders too. It just seems excessive with Elementor for some reason. Yeah, I know there's ones for Beaver Builder, and I have had problems with them in related updates. A lot less frequently though, and at a much larger scale, which speaks to how less frequently those happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know this is this isn't then touching on one of the issues I have with. Uh, look i've i've bought bricks and i've downloaded bricks and i've tried to play with bricks and it's when you then see yeah but you don't you don't just need that you then need this add-on to give you the functionality which comes from a different developer and then then there's this whole uh, oh but you you need to add in acss right so now all the rendering now has to pass through a plugin in order to get it to work and i that's not true you don't need acss but a lot of people do and i'm not criticizing acss no but i come from the school where we actually learn SCSS and the command line to compile it into files so that it was all done in in code you know in the code side of things and then the 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 actual output files the stuff that the server had to load were fixed they were pre-written you know they, they they were compiled locally and deployed so you were actually these processes were actually designed to make the deployment of the website or the the load of the website easier for the for the browsers to do so that you could improve speed and now what we've done is lifted that process that would happen on someone's machine and then get deployed over into the web server which isn't really designed to do that which is just going to slow it all down again. It just doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> anyway, I, I just got kind of to take a step back and go, do the pros outweigh the cons? And usually the, I understand the pros, but no, usually they're the pros are not worth spending 10 hours, 20 <laughs> hours, putting these systems in the place. I want to use something that works and is easy to use. And then also a client can hop in and use, and they don't, you know, I mean the, the, the truth of it is the vast majority of our clients don't ever log in. they, you know, request support from us and they pay us for that and that's what the arrangement is. But they should still be able to go in there and do it if they can. And, you know, that's the ideal situation. (laughs) Right. So before we lose any more
1: listeners, (laughs) because now anybody that uses Elementor is going to stop listening. Anybody that's used Bricks is going to stop listening. Anybody that's using ACSS has stopped listening. A couple of fundamental things, and these aren't going to take quite so long to talk through. Firstly, everything we've said that had gone wrong in the release of 6.4, which does have to go down in recent history as one of the more challenging WordPress releases that's ever come
2: out. Um, has it all been fixed? Well, I know my answer might be a little different because... Do you want me to go into that or do you Do you want to start? <laughs> Well,
1: I was going to say, essentially, essentially, it has. As long as you've updated to six point four point one, things are now running far more stably and uh, as as fixed as WordPress can ever be. Being an open source platform, you're you're in a far more stable place than you were just installing six point four point zero. That's that was going to be my answer.
2: Yes, that's that's a good way to put it. Okay. I'm still not. I'm I'm afraid it still may not be safe for everybody to go click update. And I'm going to kind of go in a little bit nerdy, but I'll try to make this as quick as I can. Go for the, it. PHP issues were another topic that came up. And with this release, it is now, I believe, officially recommended by WordPress to use PHP 8 or newer. Um, but it's still 7.4 is, is still the requirement. So we were taking it upon ourselves to use this as the okay, it's finally time to upgrade those legacy sites and servers that we've got. That They're up to date, don't get me wrong, but they've been built long ago. They've got older themes and plugins and some of them, they're, there's no updates available because they're just not being updated and there's no security problem, so that's fine, but you know they're not being maintained necessarily. Those have been a nightmare. There are so many plugins on the WordPress repository. <laughs> I don't a, a, would you google while i'm saying this i'm going to just guess there's 500,000 plugins on the wordpress repository let, let me know when you find it um and I don't, I don't i don't know what the stats are but there's so many of them there they've been used on this side and that side and this side and then like i said they're not being updated a lot of them are relying on that code that's been removed from wordpress 6.4 or code changes to php um, which generally are because of security. If PHP code changes, it's usually because there's been some sort of exploit related to it. So it's an evolution that has to happen. What I'm, is it? What'd I'm you sorry, find? I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but according to the WordPress repository...
1: It's going to be way more, isn't it? 59,726 plugins
2: available. Okay, well, I exaggerated a bit there, but... Yeah. So sorry,
1: so, sorry to bring you back down to to earth, but yeah, you're you're ninety percent inflated.
2: Okay, well maybe it's not as big as I was making it sound, but I'm still going to say that's a, that's a <laughs> large selection of plugins that are used on a variety of websites out there. Now, I,
1: the other thing to bear in mind is they're the ones that are in the repository, so that won't include SaaS products or. Um, uh you know premium plugins where you actually download from their website and that kind of thing i know lots of lots now have it on the repo and you put in an api key but some don't
2: yeah so and a lot of them yeah. get abandoned and removed from there too and and they still yeah. can work perfectly fine and be secure but they're just they've just removed there's there's never going to be an update to that one so anyway the most bringing... successful
1: plugins while while we're on with it the most successful yeah. plugins have
2: over five million active installs there you go So a plugin could be used on 5 million websites. That's wild. That's wild. You don't want to be getting a typo in your code, do you? Nope, you sure don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway to make a long story short if you are still updating things you know take a look at your your server environment if you're already on PHP 8 or newer you you've got to be safe cuz everything's working fine if you're on 7.4 you know you're going to have to go through those PHP update procedures with your hosting provider or your servers and um you can you can test plugins the the WP engine PHP compatibility checker tends to not work anymore so I don't know if there's any I don't know of a great solution but the nice thing is it's relatively easy enough to switch to PHP, check and see how things work. And if it's not working, go back to 7.4. So you can yeah. always do that. But um, but that's been a thing. And so like I said, the first like 60% of our servers just went fine, no problems whatsoever because they've all been built in the last like two or three years. So everything is relatively new, code still being updated. But then some of those older brochure sites we've got for clients that, you know, we're maintaining them and keeping them safe and everything like that. But, you know, their, their, their plugin that does the little flashing text in the banner was from seven years ago. And it's not compatible with you know PHP anymore. So some of those things you've got to go through and change them out and make all those updates. It's going to be some work, so I mean, we were going to talk a little bit around about how to
1: safely update WordPress. And really, the the, the thing you can't get away from is having some kind of staging environment. But depending on your host, that is going to depend on what your options are really available to that. You know, mm-hmm. having to set up a manual staging environment, which is essentially duplicating the site and changing the domain. So it's on a different, you know, different URL um, and then applying all your updates that that's going to be hard work, particularly if you've got hundreds of sites like some of us do and we're, we're looking after Um we have, you know, I, we use Cloudways for our host. We, we're it's great that Cloudways has the option to create staging environments very easily, just within a couple of clicks, and then you let it run its thing. Um, and in order to test PHP eight, because Cloudways will allow you to have staging environments on different servers, so that does mean we can f- spool up a PHP eight server create staging environments for the sites we want to test on the php 8 server and then run the updates and and see what we see if it's going to work so we can we can do that and then of course we can push anything back that we want to or we know that if we test all the sites on a php 7.4 server there's no issues we can just upgrade that server in in one go so depending on how you you know what your setup is like you might want to consider that i know a lot of i know a lot of people who use grid pane i've never used that so i don't know what the options are within there maybe you've got a bit more experience with that jeff but um certainly try and do some kind of testing if you can um or get the expertise of a maintenance company involved so that they can do it for you
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they can bear your headaches for you
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely
2: um
1: and then the final question we were going to ask with this is does any of this actually affect seo because this is the wp seo show um and in all honesty it doesn't really the the only thing that really has an effect on seo Is that um, for new installs of six point four? Attachment pages are going to be disabled. So where, yeah, absolutely. So where in the past you would upload something to the media library, and that would actually generate a WordPress URL for it, which could be indexed. You didn't get a lot of, you know, it it was quite rare that you did see them um, being being. indexed but it, it was possible that net will no longer happen um which of course means that now as the seo you have full control of everything that's being that you're sending over to be indexed rather than having these attachments kind of floating around in the background but other than that uh, really their security their usability it's we haven't yet fully tested 2024 if you were going to use that as your base theme to know how that would uh sort of output is uh, within the search engines, how that, how clean that code's going to be. Although, if they've spent this much time building it, I'm guessing it's going to be pretty good. Um, and the options are going to be, it has more options than it did have, but it, the options are still going to be fairly limited. What you can do. So yeah, really, you're then down to what's what's the other stuff you're going to shoehorn in there from third parties? That that's the stuff that's going to slow you down. Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of it. Um, it it's not massively going to affect. Don't think you can upgrade to 6.4 and your SEO problems are going to be solved. Let me put it that way.
2: No. <laughs> I got to imagine the only people excited about the updates and are still listening to this or even listened in the first place are the other kind of semi-developer nerdy people like us that are just like, Boo, what kind of fun are we going to get today? No, it's just a lot of headaches, but that's okay. I like solving headaches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, if you've had a terrible experience updating to WordPress
1: 6.4, please jump over to seohive.co and let us know in the comments or youtube.com forward slash seohive, whatever the URL is, and uh, and let us know in the comments because, you know, this isn't... This is where one of the issues sits with, with what we do, the the way that people who listen to this show, the reason that this show comes about uh, it was one of the issues we face, which is that we don't only rely on the internet to deliver what we deliver, to actually make our money and put food on the table for our family and children. We also depend on WordPress for it. and therefore, whether you like, you know, it's a bit like it's a bit like a sailor not knowing how a boat works and then trying to sail across the Atlantic and having an issue halfway across. He need before the sailor leaves the dock, he needs to know every inch of how that boat works or a pilot in a plane. You name the net metaphor. And this is kind of one of those things. It's not necessarily, you know, I, I, I don't you don't need to know exactly how the core works but you do need to know what steps to take in order to safely update WordPress because that is protecting you. It's protecting your clients and it's protecting your workflow for the future so that you can continue to make more money on the internet, support your family for longer into the future and put more food on the table.
2: There you go. WordPress is an amazing platform, gives us so many options um, which can be detrimental at times, but it's a great platform. It, It is. It is absolutely. And you know, the world would
1: certainly be a different place without it. Um, but yeah, this is this is just one of those necessary evils. So I don't know if you've got value from the show. I hope you have. Um, I don't know whether this has just been two blokes waffling about a nightmare of a week they've had that was enforced on them on a, on a Wednesday morning one week because a software company decided to release an update. Um, I think we should do but, a spinoff podcast, Two Blokes Waffling. Two Blokes Waffling. And we could do a spin-off to the spin-off, which is two blokes making waffles, which would be very different. I had waffles for breakfast today. Ooh. My son had waffles for breakfast today. I'm not your son. No, you're you're very not my son. (laughs) Just just clarifying. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many people have listened to 48 minutes in to hear that joke. Um... (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will call it a day for this week. Um, and we hope to see you SEO next week in uh, next week's show. We'll see you then.
0: The WP SEO show is brought to you by SEO Hive, your agency's proactive white label SEO partner. We understand that finding a reliable SEO supplier is key to ensuring you build stable monthly recurring revenue into your digital agency. At SEO Hive, we have a suite of products that will help you sell, scale, and deliver your monthly SEO retainers, from our scout reports and one off technical boosters, to our flagship local SEO and honeypot plans, all of which have clear pricing and monthly deliverables. If you want to explore how SEO Hive can help your agency deliver high quality and reliable SEO agreements for your clients, you can find more information at seohive.co and schedule a call to discuss the next steps.